Hi, everybody. This is Jimmy DeYoung. Thanks for taking a moment to join us as we take a look at the book. We're going to be studying about what is going to happen soon after the rapture of the church during the seven-year tribulation period. I have in my hand a copy of a five-hour audio study on CD entitled Clear and Present Danger. In other words, what is happening in our world, warning signs of the dangers that lie ahead for this world. And we need to think about these things together. We're coming to our third installment of this particular study, and it's entitled Preparations for Ecclesiastical Babylon. Now, I said this happens soon after the rapture of the church, so this is a must. If we can see this coming into position to be fulfilled, then we are quickly approaching the time of the rapture of the church. What is ecclesiastical Babylon? Well, that's what I'm going to be teaching here. So if you can take just a moment, we'll listen together to installment number three of a series entitled Clear and Present Danger, and this one, Preparations for Ecclesiastical Babylon. Let's listen, and I'll be back to tell you how you can get your copy of this series. A clear and present danger has been the context with which we have been looking at the scriptures. In light of those activities taking place today that we should be aware of, alert to, a clear and present danger, something that puts us in a position of uh, a danger that the Lord would not have us to enter into. We talked about the fight against creation. That was Satan's endeavor to cause us to doubt the authenticity, the accuracy, the authority, the absoluteness of God's precious holy word. And in the last days, Peter wrote us, the last points of his pinning what God had breathed into him in Second Peter chapter 3. In the last days, there will be those dumb on purpose denying that he was the creator. How he was lifted up in Hebrews chapter 1 as the creator and the sustainer and the provider. And so one of those clear and present dangers as we've begun to study those issues, I believe, that are the five main clear and present dangers in light of the days in which we're living. Uh, the battle against creation and what is taking place as far as that's concerned. And we looked at then, if you are able to deny the reality of the truth that Jesus Christ is the creator, the sustainer, the provider, as God's word indicates that he is, then the next step of Satan's strategy, his subtle strategy for the end times, would be then to displace the plan of God, the church, the local church, which he established to communicate the gospel message to a lost and dying world, replacing that plan that God had put in place, not doing away with Jews, and what promises that he has made to them, but just displacing the plan that God has for the Jewish people and replacing it with the church. Replacement theology is basically taking 
the church and inserting them in the scriptures that are applied to Israel and appropriating or misappropriating those promises for the body of Christ. And that then would lead then to the preparations for uh, ecclesiastical Babylon, which is one of the plans of Satan as he moves now to receive the worship that is due God. He said, I will be worshiped. And that was one of his five I wills, his exercising of his own free will that caused him to rebel against God and fall from the presence of Almighty God. And so uh, the preparations for ecclesiastical Babylon would uh, be our next study as we look at a clear and present danger. Now, what am I talking about when I say ecclesiastical Babylon? There are basically two portions of scripture in the book of Revelation that deal with Babylon, chapter 17 and chapter 18 of the book of Revelation. So if you will, go with me over to chapter 17 and chapter 18 of the book of Revelation. And while you're doing that, let me suggest that we need to have an understanding of the roadmap by which we can look at end times activities. You thought I forgot my mic stands, didn't you? Uh, we, we are going to look at the events that are unfolding today and get an understanding of the times in which we're living. We have a mic stand here, we have a mic here, and we have a mic stand here. And as you get the visual of the end times, let me suggest that God creates man 6,000 years ago in six 24-hour days. We come along for 4,000 years. Jesus Christ comes, lives, died, buried, resurrects, goes to heaven. And for the next 2,000-year period of time, we see the beginning of God's plan for reaching the world, and it is through the local church reaching into the Gentile world as well as the Jewish world. We quickly approach the next main event represented by this microphone stand, which is the rapture of the church. Jesus Christ shouts, the archangel shouts, trumpet God sounds, and we're out of here. We go to be with him. By the way, the rapture has not taken place yet. Yes, sir. Rapture of the church, the next main event in God's calendar of activities. After that, a seven-year period of time, the tribulation period, 15 chapters of detailed information about that in Revelation chapter 4, verse 2 through chapter 19, verse 10. Culminating with at the seven years conclusion, the return of Jesus Christ, represented by this microphone, as he steps out of the heavenlies down onto the Mount of Olives in the city of Jerusalem. Battle of Armageddon unfolds, then the thousand-year millennial kingdom, where Jesus Christ will build a temple on the Temple Mount in Jerusalem. He will rule and reign from that temple for the thousand-year period of time. At the end of that thousand years, we have then the great white throne judgment, the third in the three main events in the future, where Jesus Christ, as the judge, will send us those rejecting him into the lake of fire, which is the second death, then eternity future, new heaven, new earth, and new Jerusalem. Basically, that is how Revelation unfolds. The first four chapters of the book of Revelation before the rapture of the church, and then the next 15 chapters until the second coming of Jesus Christ in chapter 19. Then the last three chapters unfolding the rest of what is going to happen eschatologically in the future. During this seven-year tribulation, according to Revelation chapter 6, there will be Seven sealed judgments. In Revelation chapter 8, 9, and 11, there will be seven trumpet judgments. In Revelation chapter 16, there will be seven vile judgments. 
21 progressively worse or more intense judgments as we go through the seven years of tribulation, the time of Jacob's trouble, as talked about in Jeremiah chapter 30 and verse 7, and that intense time of judgment upon the earth that has basically three causes. It has the cause of evangelizing the Jew when 144,000 male virgin Jews will go across the world preaching the gospel of the kingdom. Every single person on earth, Matthew 24, 14, will hear the gospel of the kingdom with an opportunity to receive or reject. That time will be a time of great harvest among the Jewish people and even among uh, the Gentile world as well, who will be the only ones left because at the rapture, the Christians go of those three strands of the human family. Christians leave, Gentiles and Jews on the earth. They'll be the one hearing the gospel of the kingdom. These 144,000 male virgin Jews preaching for the seven-year period of time. In Revelation chapter 7, verse 9, a multitude that no man can number coming to know Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior, who then some of them with physical bodies enter into the millennial kingdom. Jesus Christ will return as those 21 judgments come to a climax After that seven-year period of time, the Battle of Armageddon takes place. That's Revelation chapter 19, along with Zechariah chapter 14, Isaiah chapter 63, where Jesus Christ, as he walks down that valley of blood, 176 miles long, according to the book of Revelation chapter 14 and verse 20, 176 miles he travels down that blood valley that is about as high as a horse's bridle, and I believe that's a literal statement that is going to be fulfilled in that time, going to Petra, to Basra, Isaiah 63 says, gathering in as uh, the question is asked, who is that walking with his robes of white being splattered with the blood? It's I, he says, the one who came to bring judgment on these who have rejected. He gathers those Approximately 4 million Jews that have been protected. Revelation chapter 12 and verse 6. He gathers them back into Jerusalem as they come by the way of the east. Across the Kidron Valley up the backside of the Mount of Olives. Into the eastern gate. Into the temple. Into the Holy of Holies. Where he sits down to rule and reign for that thousand year period of time. Thousand years? Revelation chapter 20. Verses 4, 5, and 6. A reign that Jesus Christ will do on earth. A kingdom that was promised and rejected by the replacement theologians who have an eschatology of amillennialism. No literal kingdom in the future. And again, the reason we understand that is a clear and present danger. And then, of course, he sets up his eternal existence and we will rule and reign. In fact, we not only rule and reign with him, we never leave his presence. First Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 17 says, And we shall ever be with him forever after he shouts and calls us up to join him in the heavenlies. Now, during that that I just gave you, the quick scenario of a walk through the book of Revelation, I gave you all the information except that information that is contained in chapters 17 and 18. You see, the book of Revelation does not unfold chronologically, excuse me, numerically, it unfolds chronologically. And so you have to take chapters 17 and 18 and place them on this timeline in some location. 
May I suggest to you, chapter 17 in the book of Revelation is found in the first three and a half years of this tribulation period. Chapter 18 is found in the last three and a half years of the tribulation period. So these two chapters give us overview of the entire seven-year period of time. In chapter 17, as I mentioned, and the preparations are being made now for ecclesiastical Babylon. Chapter 18 would be referred to, I would refer to it as economic Babylon. Two different Babylons. The word Babylon used in both chapters, look in chapter 17 and verse 5. And upon her forehead, and I'll tell you who the her is in just a moment, upon her forehead was a name written, Mystery Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots and abominations of the earth. Babylon. Probably mystery is not in the title, but it is a description of what this is. And so we would see on her forehead, Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots and abominations of the earth. Over in the 18th chapter of the book of Revelation, we see the word Babylon. It's used three times in verse 2. And he cried mightily with a strong voice, saying, Babylon the Great, Babylon the Great is fallen. Look down here in verse 10, standing afar off for the fear of her torment, saying, Alas, alas, that great city, Babylon. And then over in verse 21, And a mighty angel took up a stone like a great millstone and cast it into the sea, saying, uh, Thus with the violence shall that great city, Babylon, be thrown down and shall be found no more at all. Babylon which was a major city at the beginning of time. In fact, the greatest city ever in history up until its time. All the world had congregated in Babylon, and it's going to be destroyed. There is a difference between chapter 17's Babylon and chapter 18's Babylon. As we'll study in just a moment, we'll see chapter 17's Babylon is a religious Babylon. Chapter 18's Babylon is a political Babylon. In chapter 17, Babylon is referred to as a woman. The word woman, and in fact, an unvirtuous woman, referred to three times as a whore in chapter 17. In chapter 18, that great city, I read it a couple of times, that great city, the word city used six times in chapter 18. And so there's the differentiation is in chapter 17, it's a religiosity or religious entity. In chapter 18, it's a political entity. In chapter 17, it is referred to as a woman. In chapter 18, it's referred to as a city. In both of these chapters, we'll see that Babylon is destroyed. Look here in verse 16 of chapter 17. And the ten horns which thou sawest upon the beast, these shall hate the whore, and shall make her desolate and naked, and shall eat her flesh, and burn her with fire. And so Babylon in chapter 17, this religious entity is going to be destroyed. Look over in chapter 18 and verse 10, standing afar off for the fear of her torment, saying, Alas, alas, that great city, Babylon, that mighty city, for in one hour is she destroyed. Look at verse uh, 17. For in one hour so great riches has come to naught, and she is destroyed. Look in verse 19. And it says again, and they cast dust on their heads and cried, weeping and wailing, saying, Alas, alas, that great city wherein were made rich all that had ships in the sea by reason of her costliness, for in one hour is she made desolate. 
And so both are destroyed ultimately prior to or at the time just preceding the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. In chapter 17, no man weeps, they rejoice. In chapter 18, all men weep because Babylon is destroyed. So these are two different entities as we study the book of Revelation. Thanks for taking a moment to join us right here as we've taken a look at the book. When we go to the Word of God, in particular the book of Revelation chapter 17, we can see everything coming together as we have been studying the preparations for ecclesiastical Babylon. It's happening faster than we can even report to you. In fact, what we talked about on this study, to some extent, has become old hat. There are events unfolding on a daily basis. You can go to our website and we'll keep you abreast of all of those current events. Our website address is prophecytoday.com. While you're there, by the way, why don't you go to our shopping mall and you'll find out how you can purchase your own copy of Clear and Present Danger. That's the study we've been going through today. It's a five-hour study on CD, and it will be available to you at our website. Or you can call our toll-free number, 877-674-3298, and our staff is standing by to take your order. Again, that number, 877-674-3298. It's a toll-free number from all across America. By the way, this study today, Preparations for Ecclesiastical Babylon, give us evidence that we are quickly approaching the time of the rapture of the church. And all I have left to say after making that statement and listening to our study is let's keep looking up until...